Welcome to Art, Nature, Science on the Binnaburra Cultural Landscape, the podcast that tells the story of the mountain's natural wonder through art making and exploring the creative spirit and celebrates the history and heritage of this magnificent World Heritage Area. My name's Michelle Walker, and we welcome Dr. Renata Buziak back to the podcast. She joined us in episode one to introduce the Art Nature Science program as its leader for 2022. This program is bringing creative, educational, and exploratory events back to Binnaburra. We also heard from Renata in episode four when she gave us an update on the program at just over the halfway point of the year. As well as the program's leader this year, Renata is Binabara's first artist in residence. Using her innovative biochrome technique, her work creates a new representation and interpretation of this unique environment. And that's what we're going to be focusing on in our conversation today. Welcome back, Renata. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'd love it if you could tell us a bit about your experience as the first artist in residence at Binabara. I'd like to welcome you to my studio, which I am currently at, at Binabara. And this is the first time that Binabara has an artist in residence and no one really knew what to expect before. So it is an amazing opportunity to work, to stay at Binabara multiple times over 12 months and to be able to go to the forest, to immerse myself in the environment learn about the plants and, uh, and also meet like-minded people, people that come to Binabara because they love Binabara, they love the forest, uh, they love nature. They come here to nurture their own personal connections with nature, and that's part of why I'm here too. And also to enjoy beautiful food at the tea house. We, we share these experiences uh, with the community, with the guests around the fire, which often actually happens. So it is a new experience and it's not without challenges. For example, it, it is far away from home. So my multiple trips to Binabara are actually, um, you know, a couple of hours away each time. So I have to be really prepared for each trip. I have to plan ahead. I'm kind of living out of my car for a year almost because, you know, I go home, <laughs> I I change everything I, I have in there, repack re what I need for the next trip. Yeah, so that's one of the challenges. Um, and that, another one actually was the weather because beginning of the year was very, very wet. We had Absolutely. huge downpours, you know, this was a huge challenge. So the weather is unpredictable. Uh, we had um, floods, we had road closures. So some trips were postponed or cancelled altogether. Yes, so it is amazing opportunity with a few challenges. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like being organised and sort of knowing what's coming is one of your superhero powers. So you said it lasts for an, a year, is that right, the Artist in Residence program? Yes, it's over to 12 months. And when a, did you start and when when is your uh, residency finishing? So it's uh, from officially from 9th of February for a year, exactly till 9th of February 2023. Perfect. So tell us some more about your work as an artist and the artwork that you're doing and what's your goal at the end of the residency? My work focuses on rainforest plants and specifically uh, on Gondwana lineage plants. So with my work, I um, with all my projects, I focus on specific plants, depending what the project is about. So having this opportunity of being at Binabara throughout the year, 
and seeing the plants change throughout the year, throughout the seasons, and also having opportunity of having access to those plants on Binabara land, it's so special um, that that's why the Gondwana lineage plants came around because where else would I be able to actually have that access? Um, it is amazing that because the Binabara uh, land is private and I have the opportunity of actually collecting some samples of the plants and also have uh, access or, or actually have amazing assistance and help from locals that know the plants because that's uh, I love botany and I love science but it's something that every time I do a new project I learn more about new plants that I haven't um, you know I didn't know about or I knew very little about. Might be possible that someone listening Renata doesn't understand the term Gondwana lineage. Could you just give us a couple of sentences on what that means to you and your project? So Binabara is located in uh, amongst an, um, Lamington National Park, which is a very special place. It's a, a world uh, heritage uh, rainforest of Australia because it has lineage to the Gondwana plants of millions of years ago. So even on Binabara land, we have plants that have that lineage, mm. which is uh, absolutely amazingly special. And during this residency, I've met a paleobotanist that lives down the road, and he is actually able to um, walk with me around Binabara land or take walks and show me which are the Gondwana lineage plants, which um, I can then collect samples of and use in my art. And I think this is so special because when I do my projects, I like to actually meet people that have that knowledge to help me uh, in addition to my research from books. Uh, you know, usually the images are very small and, <laughs> and very hard to recognize to start with. So this actually adds amazing engagement and sharing of stories through um, paleobotanist Dr. Ray Carpenter. So I feel very privileged to be able to do that. Um, also, some um, other members of the Lamington Natural History Association were also helping me with various uh, rainforest plants. So the whole experience for me and then sharing my work with guests and the community, I think that sort of enriches that experience and helps us all to connect with nature on a closer, really closer way than perhaps walking in the forest, not actually recognizing any plants. That's mm. how it works for me mm. um, most of the time. And was that one of your end goals for this residency? Could you talk a bit more about that, what you sort of see your presence doing for guests and, and for Binnaburra generally? Yes, absolutely. So engagement with the community, with local community, as well as with the guests that come here, showing them how special this place is, and also sharing the knowledge of specific plants as I create the artwork, and for them to see it in a different way, in an abstract uh, way that I create the biochrome uh, art. And in fact, with open studio sessions, which were really, really exciting, I had uh, so many people come through and be amazed of not only that, how many various plants of the Gondwana lineage are on Binabara land, but also that then they can actually have a look at even one you know, leaf that they can then recognize in the forest and how exciting this is when you actually walk through and see all this huge, uh, you know, amount of 
various species and the flora that we're surrounded by. And even if they can pinpoint one, it's actually enriches that particular work. So it's, um, it's exciting that they can see the different way of looking at nature and also singling out those species. Mm. It sounds like a whole new take on interpretive signage. We could have Renata Buziak <laughs> signs around the park. I love that idea. Tell me, are people also interested in your technique of how you make your biochromes? Yes, absolutely. So, so there again, the studio open studio sessions were fantastic opportunity to have those conversations. So I show the guests their samples that I have, also work in progress, so they can see how mm. the biochrome process works. So through um, having some work uh, in progress printed out, but also I have a time lapse set up here at the studio. So I'm able to show them how the biochrome actually continuation of the process looks like uh, as far as you know later seeing it in a little video so maybe I should explain a little bit more that'd be great (laughs) give them a picture because I'm I'm sort of not Mm -hmm. sure I've got an exact image about what you do and how it happens Mm -hmm. so biochrome images are fusion of plant matter and photographic emotions so photographic materials because you know photography and nature that two of my passions since I was little. So I was collecting plants for um, to make um, medicinal remedies with my family, with my grandmother and mom in Poland when I grew up. So nature and knowing plants around us was really just a normal thing to do. It was mm. our family activities. So that's why I love learning about new plants when I have the opportunity with my projects and then sharing that knowledge. So when I collect plants, I literally put them together with photographic materials. Again, photography is another of my passions. Since I was about 10, I had the darkroom at home. I was able to develop photos. And that magic of photography and that magic of images appearing in front of me, mm. it always stayed with me. And in this case, this is experimental uh, photography. Uh, and I call it the biochrome because I'm using the um, the natural, the plant, and also the color, usually color photographic materials. So once I process the materials, then I um, combine them with a particular plant. And then what I, uh, I just let the process to take over and the two materials to transform each other throughout several weeks. So the natural wow. process of composition actually helps to create that artwork. So that's why I call them collaborations with nature, because I let that um, decay take over. So there are microbes, fungi, there are bacteria, basically, from either, well, lots of variables from the plant itself, the water I use, the air that is here. And, you know, that's why it's important for me to make the artwork where I actually collect them as well. Uh, So over several weeks, there is this transformation that happens And then you have, as a result of that several weeks activities there, like an ecosystem, you have an artwork that preserves the characteristics of the plant. And you can often see the imprint of the leaf, for example. It's like a fossil. So you have the imprint of the leaf, for example, and then the colors that come through that process. So this is the biochrome process that you can see in my studio as a little time-lapse setup. And the time lapses actually 
show you what happens over several weeks within a one or two minute little video. Mm. And I love that your process is not just the leaf or the plant, but it's the whole ecosystem. You know, it's part of the water, the soil. So that congruence that you're keeping within your process, because of course you could just collect material and go home, but it wouldn't have the same integrity that you're bringing to the work. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you've been producing. Where can people view this artist and residence work besides waiting for the exhibition, which we're all very excited about? The listeners, if they are able to come to Binabara, which I would love to invite them to, they can come and see me in the studio and visit me. There will be more studio sessions, times available. And also my website, I will be uploading new work to the website. I have a section on Binabara. And also social media is is the most immediate because every now and then I just post new work in progress or what is happening in the studio. So that's the best way to kind of interact and see what's happening currently. Wonderful. Would you like to say anything more about the exhibition at the end of the year? So the exhibition uh, is, um, is coming up in December. So the opening will be on the 4th of December and also it will it will go for about 10 days, 4th till 14th of December. And it will include all the new research, uh, new work that I'm creating with the Gondwana plants and with other rainforest plants that, you know, people might be able to even grow in the garden. So that's another part of the uh, residency. Also, I will have prints on paper, prints on fabrics, um, and some time-lapse videos so you can actually see the process, um, the biochrome process in a video. Fantastic. It sounds so interesting, and I've loved being an observer of what's been happening, and I'm looking forward to what's going to be produced at the end of your artist-in-residency, Renata. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? Look, Michelle, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to stay and work at Binabara throughout the year and experience the beauty of this amazing rainforest, to go for walks, get immersed, and also meet amazing people that come here. And uh, whether they are visitors or guests that they, they share, they love for Binabara, for nature. And I think that's so special. And also that now I am, you know, in an amazing studio that overlooks the valley and overlooks all the way to to the Gold Coast. I think that's a very special um, place to be in, especially with the, with the history of the groom's cottage that the studio is located at. Really, my takeaway is that no matter what the challenge is, taking such opportunity is always rewarding and really priceless. So mm. I'm, I'm very thankful. Mm. And we're very grateful to have you as the first artist in residence. You've set up a beautiful program for others. Thank you for joining me today and talking to me about your experience of the artist in residence, Renata. Thank you so much, Michelle. It was my pleasure. The producers and artists on this podcast acknowledge the traditional owners of the Binabara area and Lamington National Park, the Yugambeh Language Group. We also thank Catherine Slingsby for the podcast theme music, an excerpt from her piece, Sweet Dream.